Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror, where we will be reviewing Spirit Halloween, the movie. I'm pretty excited. Joining me tonight, first up from Manhattan, New York City, the man himself, Mr. John Schnars. Hello, Eric. Hello, sir. Next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. And last up tonight from the PNW. Is it the PNW or just PNW? I don't know. I'm not from here, so I'm not sure. Please welcome Ariel to the show. Hi. Where are you You're from? You're going to look this up or your neighbors are going to start saying Probably. I've been here for almost six years, so I probably should know that. Where are you from originally? Oakland, California. Oh, I gotcha. West, so still West Coast. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> John, um, you know, when they write the obituary, like when, when the next group of people after us right or like i was like where are you going when they're this, when they're okay. when they're gathered around fires and like writing down their history on like stone tablets and mm-hmm. they're looking back on us do you think that the spirit halloween movie will be like the canary <laughs> in the coal mine of late stage capitalism <laughs> i mean we've seen worse i would <laughs> say i would venture um but it's definitely, I don't know. It's its an interesting... I mean, is this any worse than Marvel, really? Something. Really? When you get that, like... As far as money any, making... Well, as far as money making got- enterprises that are, <laughs> that are like, crass and, like, you know, cynical? Um, is it even that cynical? Like, I actually... Well, we can get into it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it worse than Marvel? So now that I'm ta- now that no, I'm no, saying no, it out no, loud, I, mean, I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's definitely been worse sort of money grab slash yeah. merchandising opportunity. This isn't even a merchandising opportunity because Spirit Halloween is a retailer. I mean, I guess they're also a. It's true. They also like make things. It's true. You know? Like they're they, yeah. Well, uh, let's get into it here. Let's take a quick break and discuss Spirit Halloween, the movie. This is it, Jennifer. John, when did you stop uh, dressing up for Halloween? I dressed up last year. I, you know what I mean. Like, wh- when was the year you were too cool as a kid? Uh, probably like seventh or eighth grade, if mm-hmm. I had to guess. Yeah, I want to. I know I dressed up for seventh grade. I feel like I didn't for eighth grade, but I feel like I still definitely went out and like raised some hell, just like uncostumed. I probably. Well, yeah. I mean, we went out the night before Halloween. Yeah, see, they didn't do that. We're, we were. We didn't do like hell night. There's no hell night where I'm from. We just did that stuff on Halloween. It was called Mischief Night. Well, that's lame for us. Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. You go out the night before. Yeah, and you like do it's it, it's like oh, the, right. You it's do that on Halloween. Oh, right. That's interesting. We just did it on yeah. Halloween, but I, I'm familiar yeah. with this concept that John's talking about. Yeah. You you guys so you guys didn't have mischief night. It was not a thing. No, we just no. Did we it. didn't either. We just did it on Halloween. Interesting. Yeah, I was with Eric. We just raised hell on. Why Halloween. not? Why not do that and we get candy at the same time? Why two nights? I mean, we might have done both. <laughs> yeah, but then you're just taking up to, I don't know. It seems like a lot of extra overhead for me, John. 
I don't know. Like if the alternative was like sit in your room and do homework. I remember as a teen. Going out two nights in a row. I remember as a teen, um, we would buy shaving cream. And I, I know I've t- I'm sure I tell the story every year on the show. <laughs> My parents would be the ones who would like, you know, you got to put the, the uh, pin in the end of it and like melt the tip around it so that you could like, that's how you shoot the shaving cream. Otherwise it just doesn't do anything. Oh yeah. But okay, my parents, yeah. my parents would do this for us. What is he doing? Yeah. We were mostly. Ours was mostly throwing eggs. Just to be clear. It was not. We didn't really do a lot eggs. of egg throwing. I definitely got pelted by eggs from my older brother one year, like pretty hardcore, yeah. but I, I <laughs> we, never did that we ourselves. For, uh, we forked a yard or two in my time. What is, is forking a yard? You get a box of uh, plastic plastic forks and stick them throughout their yard. What? <laughs> that sounds like so I've much never work. Heard of that either. <laughs> we just did toilet papering trees and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> toilet papering trees really brutal. I mean, eggs is pretty bad too. It's not fun to clean that shit up. No. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. Getting up to trouble. When did Casey? When did you stop dressing up? Do you do you remember? Can you can you dig <laughs> that out of your? Uh, I actually think I, there. I I think I actually remember me and one friend that actually dressed up our freshman year. I think that was the last year mm-hmm. and went out. Yeah, right well, about, a, like right around the time they're talking about it in this movie. Yeah. There's a yeah. point where you it switches back to like you want to dress up because you're like, you know, going to like cool kid dress up parties. <laughs> right. What about you, Ariel? Um, yeah, I mean I think I stopped right around eighth grade. But then I think by my senior year of high school, I dressed up again to go to a party. Mm-hmm. I, d- I feel like I s- there was a couple of years in my early 20s where I was like going to boozy parties where I dressed up. And then I stopped. And then I swear the next time I dressed up was our pandemic Halloween party when I dressed as Schnars. <laughs> <laughs> Which honestly brought so brought some of that magic back for me, John. It was it, when honest. you're inspired, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it just that brings the magic back. Uh, you always yeah. have that effect on me, John. Yeah, you just um, have to find your muse. <laughs> that's right, John is definitely my muse. All right, Schnars, please bring us the word of the day. Eric, today's word is regalia. R e g a l i a regalia. The emblems or insignia of royalty, especially the crown, scepter, and other ornaments used at a coronation. It can also be the distinctive clothing worn and ornaments carried at formal occasions as an indication of status. Well, what does that have to do with Spirit Halloween, John? Uh, I always just, I mean, I oh, feel you, like... like Halloween regalia, like costumes? Yeah, like you use regalia colloquially, I always have trouble saying colloquially, colloquially, well... Jesus, gotta practice that one. Uh, to just mean like costume, like you, like you dress up, like it's a uh, you, you know when you're going above and beyond. Regalia. Um, so John, before we dig in here, I did I pulled a little bit of spirit history, if you'd like to get that. I did. Well, I also read an article. Spirit of oh. Halloween officially involved in this film. This is not. It wasn't like wait, wait, wait. a it's, clever idea. You just said an important thing though, because we were just discussing this post show. It's just spirit Halloween. Yeah, yeah, sorry. It's Spirit Halloween. Casey thought until this movie that it was Spirit of Halloween. Yep. I, I probably called it Spirit of Halloween as well, but then I saw the movie title was <laughs> Spirit Halloween, colon, wow. the movie. 50% of the show had no idea what, what it was called. That's fascinating. <laughs> well, yeah, did you, so do you have Spirit Halloween f- store facts? Because that's what I pulled. 
No. Okay. No, so no. real quick, well, I I'll, did read where where the original source, or where real, the like main source. Real quick, I'll bomb through this because it's just kind of interesting yeah. color. Um, a man named Joe Marver, John, created uh, the Spirit Halloween business model. Pop up stores catering to Halloween revelers, starting with his first location in the Castro Valley Mall in 1984. That's that's like California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he grew Spirit Halloween to sixty seasonal stores nationwide before it was acquired in nineteen ninety nine. Because I, I do feel like I remember seeing this as a kid, and then it just at one time, well, at one point, all of a sudden they were everywhere. And it must have been after this acquiring happened. Um, his approach to short term leases, locations, and the stocking of widely varied merchandise was novel in the Halloween retail sector. It's worth saying too. The other boom, like potential boon to this business model, was like Toys R Us just going belly up. Cause like now well, I mean, every Toys R Us, in general, yeah. but like every yeah. Toys R Us now, I feel like becomes a spirit at Halloween. Yeah. Cause those well, stores, yeah. those stores are just the ongoing meme right now out there is anything that closes down. It's going like, to turn into a spirit of Halloween. It's but the though, meme <laughs> of them being like, those were kind of yeah. perfect <laughs> locations because they were big and they were everywhere and they were in every strip, you know, like it uh, is crazy how big a spirit Halloween is. Some of them, like, so the one near me is a little smaller, actually, not that crazy. Like, but there's the one, even the one in Manhattan, it's, it's a big store for yeah. random ass Upper East Side Manhattan. Um, today, the Spirit Network of pop-up stores is bigger than any other specialty retailer in the category with new ownership expanding Marvel's original concept to more than 1,100 locations across North America. Spirit Halloween serves a Halloween consumer market estimated at $8.4 billion yearly, according to the National Retail Federation. Despite That's online pretty amazing sh- for just a few months a year. I mean, yeah. you know, despite online shopping creating challenges for brick and mortar stores, Spirit thrives with in-person purchases, possibly due to its relatively lower overhead with seasonal rentals of the physical spaces. Yeah, this is uh, so Delaney worked there last year at, at Spirit Halloween. Uh, over to us, it was in an old Earth Fair grocery store. They actually they don't use the whole storefront like to what John was saying with the bigger stores. Most of them that are around here, they take up an old show. Uh, they basically bring in their own hardware walls, like, fixtures, and everything like, like that. They off. build walls out there to box that pub store off and everything. And it's pretty much the rest of it's just you know empty. <laughs> Or room or whatever. Well, there's something to the novelty of it, of the fact that it's only around for a couple months that I feel like that's yeah. what it gets me in at least once a year for what it's worth. Well, they just, they have so much shit. Yeah. It, and Halloween costume. I mean, I'm fine with buying clothes online at this point, especially if it's like a retailer, you know, and you sort of like know how things are going to fit. You got to see some of these Halloween costumes because I mean, I don't know if you all have had the experience where you buy something and it, the picture online is one thing and then Oh yeah, the colors are off, or it doesn't fit, or it's missing something. There's a lot of really janky Halloween costumes. Not our friends at uh, uh, Halloween 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 costumes dot com. That's the real deal, John. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Which, P.S. If you're a patron, I've had bad experience. You should check your mailbox to make sure you got your information about the contest. Um, John, what um, what's this movie about? What's the deal? Well. Uh, it's about the spirit of Halloween as well as spirit Halloween. You could say. <laughs> uh, well I actually, let me see. I, I had pulled up a bunch of articles about, cause I was more just curious about sort of how they made it. Um, so spirit Halloween directed by David Pogue written by Billy Bates. Uh, it is the story of Jake who is, 
do they tell us how i think he's like 13 12 something like that yeah 13 14 like they're about to be f- how old are how old are you in eighth grade i'm gonna guess 13. yeah they're in eighth grade yeah oh yeah 14 okay um so you got you got three friends you got jake Bo, and carson jake is the main character jake is i did uh, not i did not retain literally any of their names until you just said that well i mean i'm looking at the imdb page at this point because obviously yeah um Jake's father has passed away. That is sort of like the notable thing about him. And so he lives with his mother, Sue, played by Rachel Lee Cook, uh, who is definitely sort of like name on the poster here. Uh, And then there's like a stepfather in the picture who I don't, if he had a name, it is not important. It's stepfather. His name is, his name is, he's not my real dad. (laughs) Jake has like a stepsister uh, which is like a plot point. Like she's, you know, we can come back to it. I mean, whatever. Um, the the other name on the poster is Christopher Lloyd. Um, the movie opens with this set piece where Christopher Lloyd owns some property that has an orphanage on it. <laughs> and he goes to evict the orphanage. In old timey times. Yes. And there is like a person of color at the orphanage. I mean, a black woman or, or you know, uh, I think black or she, she Native American. I don't know. She's a person of color, like codified very vaguely as person of color, who then performs like vague curse thing on him. I mean, I don't know. Like if there was actual like detail there that I was missing, like it was very um he then dies and his spirit is released. Um, we then flash forward to this town that Jake and all them live in, and I guess it's on the exact same property where the orphanage was. There's now a like dilapidated, (laughs) like whatever grocery store or something, potentially Toys R Us that has been turned into a spirit Halloween. It's seemingly out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I don't know if this occurred to you all. Like when they go to the spirit Halloween, they like ride through like an old. Here's here's what's funny though. Like, they're trying to play up like, ooh, it's this whole, it's like, it's like an abandoned haunted spirit. It's like, other no, than people are working. No, no, but here's what's funny. It's kind of just what spirit is. Like, uh, other yeah. than the fact that they walk through like a dilapidated like factory plate, like, that's kind of what every spirit feels like. It feels like it's, it's, it's like a, every spirit feels like carrion on the corpse of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Toys that is us, true, right? But like this one was extreme. I would say because like, once do, they roll up to it, though, it literally. But once they roll up to it, literally is like the building shape of the old Toys R Us. Like, yeah, that's yeah. It's just funny that they're trying to play it up, and it's like, no, that's just what they're all like. Like, this no, is no, no. But uh, the thing that was just like ridiculous to me is that it truly they had to like go through a fence on their bikes to like get to. I don't know. In any event, whatever it doesn't matter. It's mood setting, John. They are having this argument among this friend group of these three boys about whether or not they're going to trick or treat this year. And Jake really wants to, it was like something that he did with his father. His father was into spooky stuff. He's into spooky stuff. So he really wants to trick or treat the other, the other boy 
who's kind of like the jock friend, I guess, sort of Carson. He's, he's like a wannabe what... cool guy. He's like trying, he, yeah, he's yeah. growing up. He's trying to, he's a little older than them. He's like trying to grow up too fast, John. Is he old? Like, so he's eight months older. Like... They say that at one point. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, he, he has two chest hairs. Important <laughs> distinction. Yeah, they, they make a lot of, there's a lot of discussion about his, his the hair. <laughs> um, and so this is the debate they're having. Finally, Jake relents because they decide rather than go trick or treating, they are going to go break into the spirit of Halloween store. Or they're they're going to go into the Halloween store hide. John, spirit yes. spirit Halloween spirit Halloween. Excuse me, <laughs> but they are filled with the spirit of Halloween. That's what's important here. So they go. They're going to go in. The store's going to close, and then they're going to come out and celebrate Halloween. Is that the plan? I actually couldn't remember why they yeah. were in there. <laughs> it's really yeah, funny. yeah. They, that was the that was sort of it was like okay, we're not going to trick or treat, but we're going to gotcha. This is how we're going to celebrate, and they do that, and then that night at eleven o'clock, because for one hour each year on Halloween, the spirit of Christopher Lloyd <laughs> comes out and can try to capture a new body. Right. He's got to get a new body because, yeah, he wants to come back to continue being evil. Hijinks ensue. Hijinks, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ariel, what did you think of Spirit Halloween, the movie? <laughs> well, um, I feel like I should have loved this movie because I really enjoy kids horror movies <laughs> i was like Stars really giving me the weirdest look <laughs> well just because you know movies like goosebumps or that one that came out a couple years ago that was called like the house with the clocks in its walls or mm. hocus pocus scary stories stories to tell in the dark i really enjoy those kind of kid halloween movies i think they can be really fun and christopher lloyd is in this one and Rachel Lee Cook, I mean, it did make me feel ancient that she was playing a mother. And the last time I saw her in something was like, she's all that she's when all I was that, in high yeah. school. <laughs> that movie yeah. was from like 1997. I'm just saying now I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, and so I thought I would like it. Plus, just anytime you know, a landlord gets killed, like I'm always on board <laughs> for that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so... I thought that with the fun premise of like spending a night in a spirit Halloween store, it was going to be really good. And I think, unfortunately, it just doesn't really come through. I don't think the scares are that interesting. I think the acting among the kids is pretty iffy. Um, but I do think there are some fun moments. Like I didn't hate it. And I think if maybe you had kids, they would enjoy it. I don't know. You guys all have kids, so you could tell me that better than I can say. But I just think there are better versions of this kind of movie already out there. And this one just feels a little bit mediocre in the end. Casey. Yeah, I'm not too far off from Ariel. There was my biggest problem with this movie is it's not. There's zero depth to it at all. Everything's on the surface and they're just kind of cruising through. But I understand, too, that it's not really made for us. So I've got kind of mixed feelings there. I could see this being a good fit for a starter horror for kids or something. At the same time, I don't think they. it feels like they're giving kids a whole lot of credit either, <laughs> though, to give them something challenging. They're just kind of throwing spooky stuff at them and plowing through to the end. 
the kids acting was definitely rough. I love Rachel Lee Cook and I love Christopher Lloyd. I would have loved more of them if we could have gotten them both. But, you know, that's not movies, not really about them. And uh, it. After a while, too, part of this just feels like, like Shinaraj, you were talking about, it's not necessarily about merchandising early on, but they literally ran the gambit of Chris, Christopher Lloyd being every piece of merchandise in the store. <laughs> I was actually 100% fine with that part. I, I wanted yeah, to I didn't more. mind it either, but. I, I actually would have been happier with hammier spirit. I'm nonsense. convinced that the entire yeah. plot of the movie was reverse engineered from we need to find a way for the shit in the store to come alive. How do we do that? And then yeah. I think they wrote and literally honest, everything else around that. And honestly, and with this will be a little spoilery, but as we get towards the end and we see how as he's Christopher Lloyd's spirits coming into his power and we're seeing what's happening in the store. That's what I expected from the beginning of this. And I think something more like that would have made this a lot more fun because there's, if you have all the toys and props coming after you at once, instead of one at a time, a little scarier and it's going to be a little crazier, a little more chaotic. I like that part of that movie once, you know, there's some puppet mastering going on. And I thought that was a fun angle, but otherwise, yeah, not really my bag. Hit me schnarzy. I, I have a theory that Christopher Lloyd was available for three hours. A day. Probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know my theory is that Christopher Lloyd is on death's door and this is about all you're going to get out of him. Yeah. No fair. I mean, to say he's in the movie is strong because I mean, he his is face in... is on the poster. He's, he's, he is corporally in the movie for 90 seconds and then you yeah. hear his voice, but it could have been a deep fake and you'd never know. Oh my yeah, God. But he, lo- he, he does. He is ancient, and he may be on death's door. He looked a lot better than he did in uh, "I'm Not a Serial Killer" or whatever that was. Dude, I'll tell you what. Few he, years ago, he's killing it in his 90 seconds on screen, though. He's I mean, hanging it the up. Best part of the movie, he's that little the beginning scene. Was he the is the part. best part of the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this movie. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure who it's for. I think Arrow. Your point that there are better versions of it is is exactly right. Like. I guess who this is for are people who love Spirit Halloween, love Halloween the idea, but aren't really into horror movies. See, I disagree. This is my theory. I think this movie is basically in the same way now, because I think this movie is made for little kids, not even necessarily kids. And in the way that like Disney now has this like just juggernaut that is designed to hook you at a young age and keep you in their content cycle, like... Because I think somebody broke, uh, brought up recently, you go into the store, they're not really advertising the movie. Because I think the whole point is the other way around. I think the whole point is basically to like indoctrinate young kids to be like, spear Halloween. Oh, like like right. to be- embed that nostalgia in a child <laughs> so, before they've ever been to a spirit Halloween. That may be what they thought they were doing with this movie. Here are the issues. <laughs> Where are these kids going to see this movie? It's not widely available or being marketed like super aggressively to kids. It's not right. on Disney Plus. If you wanted that, you would have this on one well, of the Well, you're presuming streamers. you're presuming that they had enough money to actually do what they were trying to do, which they clearly totally. didn't. I mean, I don't know. They got this eight billion dollar Halloween market they're attacking. Like you got well, but, cash. But again, there. it's it's fuzzy, like the provenant provenance, provenance of this movie is From- confusing, like 
there are four to five production company slates in mm. front of this movie. You've never heard of a single one of them. And like, no, I did. I looked up the main one, the one that comes up first. So did these people buy, buy the license from them or were they no, like, no, no. Hey, let's Spirit make a Halloween movie. paid for this. Yeah. The funny oh, thing is like, I do agree. I mean, if you're going to do it, why not put more money behind it? Especially with all the money you're rolling in. Like it's not going to cost that much more to beef this thing up some more. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's just not great, right? Like the, I mean, and not that it needs to be great or not that I expect it to be great, but look, the acting is really bad. The, the biggest problem, I actually was mostly fine. The biggest problem is the main kid, in my opinion. Yeah. He, he's, he's the worst part of the movie. He's really bad. Part of it, I think, is the writing because he is asked to play very emotional. It's, it's, I mean, teenagers are emotional. That's like not, weird i guess but it's I'm, not great I'm still emotional john <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think because the emotional part of the story like the emotional arc of it is about him coming to terms with the fact that his father died right and them sort of fighting and come to coming to terms with the fact that they're getting older but i think that the writing of the script and then the acting they're just not good enough to support that kind of plot line yeah can so i just really quick like the like thought that there was a love story here. Or like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, I know. I love what yeah. they did. I love how they subverted in the end though. Honestly. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she's one of the better parts of the movie. The 100%. girls. Yeah. Here's my one question, mostly for Ariel, but also, I mean, y'all can weigh in. The movie felt a little retrograde to me in that it was these like three boys. It was very patriarchal. Like it was very sort of like, this movie felt like it was made in a time where we just like haven't progressed as a society <laughs> to a certain extent. I don't know. Maybe that's me overreading it, but I was a little like, all right, are we still doing movies? Again, though, like, I think they, they, boys? they like, at least <laughs> subverted in the end where like he's like, she's my girlfriend. And then she's like, yeah, that's not. That's not a thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciated that because I kind of thought it was going to be the other way around where he would like inflict a kiss on this girl and all of a sudden she'd be like, oh my God, I'm into you. So I was happy that that didn't happen. I yeah. think I kind if of that understand that happened, I would have been like, get the fuck out of here. Just yeah, done. because not only is she older, but she's she's more savy and like way cooler than these she's kids. She's way so out of his league. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> But I do think that you're right that there's something about it that feels a little bit like 80s. I'm not sure I can put my finger on well, it. Not I in like the they were fun kind of 80s No, but way. because... No, I mean, I think that they wanted to reference the Goonies maybe a little bit, especially in that yeah. scene where they're down under the store in the caves, you know, mulling 100%, around. Oh, yeah. 100% Goonies, yeah. 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 I mean, that's a... Th so I think what you're picking up on, everybody, is like, this is... It's like low-budget Amblin porn. Right yeah, now, that's a hundred percent what they're trying to do. Yes. From the score to the references to the little group, the group of kids, they're riding their bikes around the neighborhood. Right, it's like proto. It's like a. It's like you know, if if J.J. Abrams makes the meth of Amblin porn, this is like uh, herbal tea version. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's definitely a Hallmark movie quality dude, to this. Well, here's yeah, it feels very made for TV. This is the closest I've ever come to understanding why somebody like Joe really likes Hallmark movies. Mm -hmm. Like, because that's kind of what this is. Like, if they just made Hallmark horror movies, Halloween movies like this every year, I feel like I could get into that group for a few weeks a year or something. Yeah. There probably, probably are. Here's, I mean, here's what an interesting thing to me about watching this movie this week juxtapositioning up against uh 
Halloween ends. You know what the difference is for me, John? I can discern the motivations of everyone in this movie and they make sense to me. And I found that so <laughs> refreshing. Like, and, and I can. You mean because they told you what their motivations are? I can do that because the script is very like someone studied all of these movies. It's like very script writing 101, but it's just like simple. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm in like a, a, I had a stomach bug for two days. I might just be delirious. I didn't have a problem with the acting. <laughs> I, I, I went in with like rock bottom expectations and I was like, you know, this is pretty pleasant and like not offensive. Um, although it's funny, like Ariel, you kind of ruined it slightly for me when you brought up Goosebumps because I was like, oh, right. Like those movies are similar and that they're kind of made for young kids, but they're um, although scarier than this movie, like that movie, like th That's I think true. you could show this movie to a younger kid than Goosebumps, but there's money behind Goosebumps and the, the, those movies are very visually stunning. There's a lot of like, a ton of creature effects and atmosphere that's kind oh, of missing. Yeah. Like you feel the limitation of the budget here. Um, yeah. Cause I think I really expected the store itself to have like a haunted house feel to it just because you have all the elements there. And I don't think they really accomplished that for me. The best scene was when they're underground and the littlest kid fries, the grim reaper animatronic with the fire. Yeah. I thought that was, really see, I was fun. actually pretty impressed. That was one third of the budget. Actually. I was actually, <laughs> I was actually pretty impressed. Um, by how much they do in the store. Like they actually, I think yeah. make it feel bigger than it is. Like, um, not huge, but like they, they, they find it felt exactly like a spirit. Halloween. But they find more, they find way more like set pieces than I would have expected. And also in the scenes where they're like fighting something and the camera's tracking them around, like there's just a lot, there's a lot of, re they use, they make, I think, really good use of the real estate, even though it is limited. Eric, it is. I am worried about your mental. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, you're not wrong. It is, um, um, it is like so saccharine and so like, uh, um, wholesome like in a in a in a funny kind of way like yeah. uh it is very well, surreal seeing Rachel Lee Cook as mother and I was like oh yep still have crush on you 30 years later these roles for years no I'm sure I, but like we're not her. we're not watching I guess those I movies I haven't seen them but yeah, yeah like we're not concerning to... <laughs> we're not watching those movies um yeah. I saw she's all that opening weekend John <laughs> Good guy. Um, that was a, we used to play that at the video store when I worked in the video. So, you know, amazing. But. She was on a couple um, seasons of Psych. Thank you very much. Oh, okay. There oh my right. gosh, you're right. I totally forgot that. Yeah. My yeah. only regret, John, is that she. I was hoping she never gets to witness anything. Like she's another one. She she might have been on set for a week or to Christopher Lloyd's like one day. No. Like in this nah, in this setup nice. of this kind of movie, you kind of. Well, Locus in the Goonies, though, the parents show up and they didn't see anything. But it is kind of like, because I liked her, I wanted her to show up and participate a little bit. But really, it's just she shows up for like her mom moment at the end of the movie. She's in this movie way more than makes any sense. And I think it's I'm because okay she's that. the only actor that yeah. has any recognizability. So they're they're sort of like, well, we got to get a couple more Rachel Lee Cook scenes. In. It, it's just her driving the car. It around. is. It yeah. is funny. Like it's a very rote movie. Like the screenwriting is very rote and that like it knows all the beats that it has to hit um, and just shouts them at you sometimes. And it also seems to like forget and then be like, oh, wait, we got to do this. Like the conflict between 
Well, that's not true. I mean, they do set up the conflict between the two friends for a lot of it, but but it's very forced when it when it like bubbles over in the third act, and then thirty seconds later, they're cool. Like it's totally fine. Right. Yeah. Well, but, I think some of the dialogue is just like you're right. It's too on the nose, and like they're kind of feeling like they have to tell you what's happening. There's literally a line where Christopher Lloyd's ghost or whatever says, "Just so we're all clear on the rules, I can't leave here without a body." <laughs> <laughs> but like now, but what I would say is though, like, and I I don't know the answer because I'm not this I'm not this person. But wouldn't someone tell you that like that's part of the appeal of those like hallmarky lifetime movies, right? There's like a safety yeah. kind of or like oh, a Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I totally get where you're coming from and I actually think you're right because I didn't have a bad time when I was watching this. It just isn't that good. It's a it's a mediocre kind of a movie that I think could have been a lot better. But you're right. I mean, I watch Hallmark movies around Christmas every year. I watch the Netflix ones and they're all not very good, right? They're all pretty mediocre, but there is something comforting about the formula. I found something comforting about this movie. I yeah, I, I totally get that. I you know what? Especially when you're sick, you know? Well, I was yes. comforted that one hour and 20 minutes into the movie, it was ending. <laughs> well, dude, no. and it's, but it's, hey, counterpoint, it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, it, fun, what, fact, it's, fun fact, the screenwriter, Billy Bates, is that her name, last name? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Billy Bates. She, I don't see any Hallmark on her credits, but she has written two Christmas movies. Interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know what I would say for like budget wise, if you're like, what, what kind, what's the budget in this movie if you haven't seen it? It, it reminded me of a Tyler Perry movie, like look wise, like that kind of budget level, but just without his voice, like he's got those movies are a vehicle for his voice, right? Like that's totally missing, but it, yeah, there's yeah. way more practical effects going on at least. Well, yeah, in the I guess. Films, I don't know. But... Did, did Boo a Medea's Halloween have practical effects? I don't remember if that did or not. Well, I more meant like Tyler Perry's in. Costume. Well, There's costumes. Fair. Let's put it that <laughs> As way. Maybe yeah. Um, yeah. The the. It did make me laugh. It, it legitimately made me laugh when he was in the skeleton thing, and they knocked his head off. I was like giggling to myself. <laughs> the way that the. I mean, I know this is whatever. At this point, it, does anything that I'm going to complain about make it matter at all? No, probably not. The the fucking. <laughs> I mean, Harold was making fun of the how he had to sort of spell out all the mythos. The fact that there was so much mythos going on, and like how these kids were on like they found things from the orphanage in this spirit Halloween store. Yeah. In the, I mean, well, there's a whole little house. Yeah, the there's the underground <laughs> house. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing I wanted to bring up too, because we talked about Christopher Lloyd and Rachel Lee Cook because they needed the names on the poster, but this has also got freaking Marla Gibbs. Yeah, well, so that was the other thing. <laughs> Back to the, like, it being a little retrograde. Yeah. The, like, Marla Gibbs as sort of magical or mystical black lady. 100%. A little weird. Pretty bad. Um, yeah. And it, the, the you, did you all stay for the, I guess it was, I guess maybe it was before the credits. There's, like, the sequence with her in the little house. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I did not understand that. Spoiler alert. Well, it was like teeing up a sequel, I guess. Is it? I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, interesting. They were hoping. Like right. I mean, why else would you do that? Because well, Marla was obviously the little girl at the orphanage at the beginning, though, right? Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. yeah. I don't know. I think 
do you guys remember in Fear Street, the 1666, the last one, mm-hmm. how once it goes back to the present, there's that whole sequence in the mall at the end where they're fighting all of the, you know, come alive, <laughs> like creatures. And they have like an, a really epic super soaker battle. And it's yeah. that yeah. scene is so much fun. And I think I was hoping that we would get that kind of fun energy more in this movie. And I just, I don't think it quite I did. I did well, enjoy they, the Nerf gun battles. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah. They yeah. didn't use super soakers, but they had the Nerf gun. They did. I, I just don't think it was as good. I did the gag where you, you see the first uh, Nerf gun and when they're in one of the kids, Carson, I think it's the Carson's room yeah. or whatever. And it, he's like, oh yeah, that, that's like aftermarket or whatever he calls it. He's like, he, tr- he tricked it out and <laughs> the kid shoots it and yeah. puts a dent in the wall. I did. Yeah, that was good. I yeah. chuckled at that a little. Oh, Carson was by far my favorite of the three kids. He was the youngest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the kid. Well, yeah, I don't he know. He was the tall one. He was, yeah, Carson oh, okay. was the one with the chest hairs. My favorite was the kid that was, you know, with the uh, flamethrower and everything and his science, his chemistry shirt. Yeah. And whatnot. Was, oh. I think he was the cutest. And yeah. He was adorable. He looked like he was ten, and the other he did. Were, yeah. <laughs> some um, of us, some of us are small people, John. Fair, fair <laughs> point. Sorry, I take it back. Um, <laughs> what was the other thing? Yeah, no, there were. I mean, there are there were gags in this that land. They're just yeah. There's like three. I did really enjoy the bizarre sight of when the girl is possessed. She's like, she's now like hamming it up and yelling things in Christopher Lloyd's zombie voice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of her being the puppet master there that they had highlighted there at the end. And she's sitting out there, especially they have her sitting on the shelf and she's waving her hands like she's conducting. You see everything coming to life. That part's kind of fun. It's kind of mm-hmm. exciting. And that's the why only real tension. Just, why didn't she just leave? Yeah. Because all they needed was a body, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I was very confused about that. Hmm. He was yeah. very focused on leaving, and then it was. Well, they were yeah, locked well, in. I guess it. I don't know. He's a. He's like a ghost or. Whatever. I was kind of bombed at one. He's a spirit. At one point, you see the um. Little spirit orb of Christopher Lloyd. Like he when he, when they kill a thing or he, he like leaps from thing to thing and you see the orb floating around. The he spirit kind, ball. He kind of hovers over one of the giant spiders and I'm like, really? We're not going to do the giant spider? Like, yeah, yeah that would have been fun. But then they do the upside down walking person, like exorcist thing. spider walk you know. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he did say at one point, I need something with hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, because he couldn't open the door. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you catch? Uh-huh. Um, there were a lot of references in this movie that I'm now I'm now not remembering most of them. But um, when they, when they're walking in in the beginning, a dude's walking out in like a Five Nights at Freddy's mask. There was a yeah. I can't remember what they it was. Did, they did some pretty careful set dressing though. They made sure that there's nothing in there but the spirit Halloween branded stuff. And because usually there's a good that. chunk of that store that's dedicated to rip film properties and stuff like that. And they made sure none of that was right. in it. Honestly, that's the best part of Spirit to me now is like they've massively expanded the like licensed stuff. I feel like it's, oh, like, yeah, it's totally pretty much right. the only reason I'm going there at this point. There was another character. I'd have to look up the set the set. Like there was another character with a very on the nose like movie reference title um anybody else uh any like favorite moments non-favorite moments i got 
way too much of Carson complaining about how they're too old to do all that stuff. They were really hammering that one over the head, which I understand, like we said before, it's not necessarily for us, but they were really leaning on, we're too old for this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, the whole, th- I mean, yes, the whole thing was, everything yeah. was spelled out. So, uh, no, I feel like I've now forgot, even in the course of this conversation, <laughs> I've forgotten other parts of that's the movie the beauty, that I John, yeah. that's the beauty of Spirit Halloween, the movie, is it's a, it comes and goes like a fart in the wind. and it, it's It just passes <laughs> through you. Yeah. <laughs> like a spirit. Like a spirit. Yeah. That's yeah. right. On November 1st, you will be cleansed of... Uh, <laughs> that's perfect. That's yeah. what, what I need. Uh, I have a question. Which, if this film kicks off a trend of retail establishments uh you know turning into <laughs> branded film properties i mean there was that board game what are you craze. looking for next there was that board game craze a few years ago when it was like they did battleship oh, I mean, come and, on. yeah battleship and <laughs> i don't know well I, how many more we don't have that many other seasonal stores though that would make a catchy tie-in yeah doesn't have to be seasonal you know it's the yankee candle the movie (laughs) (laughs) the sharper image still exists i feel like you could have a technology gone wrong movie with that yeah sharper i mean yeah sharper image could because they're usually in malls it could be like a chopping mall kind of reboot yeah there you go look the spirit halloween eric i think you actually you mentioned that they were acquired you did not specify they were acquired by spencer's yeah spencer's gifts i mean you just get attacked by sex toys yeah, <laughs> is that what it is now? I've been. To oh, they've always had. They've always had that. They've always there had was, Yeah, yeah. There was. Yeah. Uh, Spencer's is pretty much exactly like it always has been. It's just upgraded to modern stuff. <laughs> hot, hot topic. The movie. Yeah. Mm. There you go. I mean, you could if you want to go with the same idea with the seasonal stores. Your only real option is the fireworks stores because those are the other ones that, at least in Indiana, that fill up all the uh, abandoned storefronts. Oh, come on. What about – there's definitely like seasonal Christmas stores too. Yeah. Not as much I, around here. I don't see no, them. I don't know what they're called. I mean there's the Christmas tree shop, but that's not seasonal. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah, like I couldn't name another seasonal store honestly because I was thinking about it. Well, that's like when you were reading the that description of their business, I, it, they, you know, oh, the largest seasonal. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's not that many other seasonal stores. Yeah. In New York, the big thing is the seasonal Christmas tree uh, sales. So because it's a lot of people who live in the city, obviously, like can't go out. Like most people don't even have cars. Like they can't just go pick up a Christmas tree. So every other block in your uh, – for basically starting i want to say it's like the week before thanksgiving even you get fresh cut christmas trees that just get trucked in every day interesting yeah Yeah. christmas around in indiana not necessarily just making the joke but it looks more like the christmas lots like from christmas story and stuff like that yeah but we do have a lot of christmas tree farms around too so all right, guys, I know I invoked the name of Hallmark, but it's too easy. It's, it's too early to be talking about Christmas. So um, <laughs> would you recommend Spirit Halloween, the movie, John? No. Casey? Uh, no. Ariel? I think unless you're sick like Eric, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. <laughs> If you've had a lobotomy, twist. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Lori Strode. Oh my god! Yeah. All right, everyone. 
Curveball. There you go. Um, let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. She was the prom queen, but couldn't handle the heat of the moment. Now she's back, and she's still burning mad. Sometimes bad girls have all the fun. Say hello, Mary Lou. It's prom night two. Next. Hello, creeps. It's John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And I'm a friend of bloodygoodhorror.com. <laughs> Send feedback to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloody good horror. And we're back. Um, John, a cool thing happening this weekend for horror fans I wanted to mention. Um, Terrifier, Terrifier 2 is like in theaters. I mean, it has been. I think it has been. But, yeah, um, it's been. You can see it in New York. I'm pretty this, sure. I think, is the last weekend, according to what I was just looking at. I'm bummed because just life has is not cooperating with me. I'm not going to be able to go see it. But like it's in. I mean, I'm not in a major city and I can go see it at multiple places this weekend if I was able to. So it's kind of cool. I think I would if I had a chance. I, I I was getting wound up, and then you're just like, "Yeah, there's a movie in theaters." What? <laughs> you know what, John? I think it's cool. I've still never seen Terrifier once. I love the idea of somebody going to Terrifier too cold because they want to see a Halloween movie. I'm waiting till we cover it to watch Terrifier. I was gonna see Terrifier two without seeing Terrifier one. You've never seen the first one? No, we've discussed. You this. need to see the first one first. I think. Yeah, I think it's important for the discussion. <laughs> I mean, what if I watch the first one after the second one? Sure. That would be really weird, but sure. Because <laughs> um, it's two hours long, which tells me that there's like mythos happening, which so like you probably want to see the first one first, I would say. Isn't the point of the first one that there's no... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of the mythos in the there's first one. There's a... Myth, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. Very I don't, I don't recommend yeah. it. I don't recommend doing what you're planning to do. Um, so we are going to do it so on the 30th it comes out on demand i i miss i forgot to write down where it is some random site that i'm not familiar with screen uh screen box screen box yeah i don't really know what's a screen box it's, it's another ser- service yeah i like shutter gotcha so it's out this weekend either way um this is kind of cool john you know our longtime longtime friend ken mm-hmm. the metal mm-hmm. professor so he um, apparently hosts a uh, a radio show where he plays metal. And he reached out to me to tell me that, so he's got a Halloween show that he's airing. And during all of his like breaks on the show, he's going to be playing my music. He's going to be playing some hi-fi. Oh, 
that's so cool. Oh, cool. Uh, on his like commentary breaks, um, and people can actually check it out. So it, the show's called Mostly Metal. Uh, Sunday, so this coming Sunday, October 30th at 8 p.m. Central Time. So you can stream the show um, live at wvlp.org. WVLP. Um, here's some metal, some hand selected metal, and then you'll hear hi fi about every 20 minutes or so. So that's pretty cool. Um, also, uh, he says, also heard of the 30 minute past the hour mark of each hour, Gospel of Death. He says they're also on Bandcamp. You might like them a lot if you haven't heard. The opening track is called The Conqueror Worm. Um, and then he sent me the playlist to check out, but you have to give it a listen. So that's, yeah, uh, Sunday. 8 p.m. Central Time, WVLP.org. Check that out. Um, and that actually reminds me, John and I, uh, by the time you're hearing this, I have a new song out on Spotify. Um, I'll wait for my Spotify notification. A little, a little Halloween surprise. I whipped up a little song a couple weeks ago. It is called You and Your Friends Are Dead. Um, which if you remember John, maybe Casey that does. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to the uh original Friday the thirteenth game for Nintendo. Cause if you remember when you died in that game and said, You and your friends are dead, game over. Yeah, and that was five minutes after you started playing the game. Yes, because it was fucking every impossible. time. <laughs> yes. Uh man, yeah, I've watched playthroughs of that game now to like actually see it get beaten. It is wild. Like the I shit you were supposed that's to be doing. All, like whatever the equivalent of uh was that what was it called the thing you plug you put the game in game genie Fuck. game genie yes. i wonder if it even worked on that game who'd even know yeah, i'm pretty sure there was i think we did play it with game genie on at one point um so yeah so check out spotify hy-fy um for a little halloween uh spooky time surprise john guys i'm looking at Screenbox. it's it is a very strange mix of content right now yeah I mean, I realize they're just starting, but. Whew. Well, what do you mean? Elaborate. Uh, well, they have Terrifier 2. And then they have a lot of documentaries about horror movies. And then like a lot of foreign stuff that looks like real grindhousey, you know, like <laughs> B-movie level foreign. Or maybe good. I don't know. Like, I'm not an expert. I mean, lot, Shutter's but. really got that shit locked down. So like what's left at that point? You know what I mean? Well, I'm right. uh, I'm gonna have to do a little research because I'm curious who owns this. Um, Shutter is is part of AMC. I feel like Shutter, right. and I feel like Shutter has actually amped up lately their acquisitions because I'm feeling like every week, and maybe it's just a Halloween thing, but like tons of stuff, like catalogs. Yeah, they've been actually, beefing up the the back catalog too. Yeah, the catalog's actually pretty crazy. I'll can I'm gonna continue to complain about Shutter TV because it's a brilliant idea that is being executed as poorly as I think you could execute it. Like they will basically put six movies on there and they will leave them on a loop for like six months. I don't know why it never refreshes. So like, if you're cool with the same six, like I get it for a week. Why do I want that forever? I don't know, John. I, you, mean me. you tell me. You're I also like one of like 10 people watching that. I, I, I disagree. I think it's, okay. well, I think it would be more popular if they did it right anyway. They also, I like it as background noise, but they play a ton of foreign movies with subtitles, which is not background noise to me because I can't do other things while I'm watching that. Just saying. Subtitles have a time and a place, John, and it is not in front of my eyeballs ever. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Listen, there's plenty of people out there who love like there's plenty of horror fans out there who love foreign movies. They get all they get lots of love now. So I'm I'm I mean <laughs> you okay. I'm representing for the other camp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't feel the need to like, you know, hold water for them anymore. They're great. It's not for me. Um one email. This is pretty funny, actually. So Caitlin from Kissimmee is going through the back catalog. Uh, listening to the episode for Contagion. First off, is it a coincidence that Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow is in this movie and now sells goop, which will probably cause someone to die? I think not. <laughs> um, secondly. Does, is there a product called goop? No, How that's her That's her website, but it's a lot of like very woo-woo, like untested well, no, I, health I'm stuff. Familiar with yeah. Um. This is really funny. Uh, secondly, quote, if someone came out with a vaccine this quick in real life, I wouldn't trust it or the government selling it, unquote. That's from the movie? <laughs> no, we said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of us, she does not specify who said that. Um, and then she's like, I'll let y'all do with that what you will, winky face. So there you go. Oh my God. That's great. <laughs> Turns that out you feel- was pretty, um, pretty brutal slash wild. Turns out you feel a little differently when like millions of people are dying around you. Mm-hmm. Could be worse than whatever the <laughs> vaccine's going to do to you. You know. Speaking of John, I got to get on my uh, boop, my new boop fangled booster there. I think so next, next week. I did the probably dumb thing. You got the flu for, at the same time. I'm getting both. Absolutely. Come on. What am I? No, but at the same was? at the same time. Yeah, that's hardcore. What, a, what have I got time for two vaccines? Well, that's where I'm at, but it's going to murder me. No, I'm getting both. I'm getting them Halloween at like 3 p.m. So weirdly, the COVID booster that I had, like my symptoms didn't hit for about 12 hours. So I'm trying to I'm trying to time it so I can like sleep through as much of it as possible. Yeah. So three might be. Yeah, I'm three. just nervous. It's going to be like 8.30 and my kids are going to be fucking hopped up on sugar. See, and, I, and it's been, a, because of the pandemic, it's been a few years since I've got a flu vaccine. I used to get them at work because they would have clinics, but then we, I wasn't at work. So like I had the lot and I wasn't around people anyway. So I haven't gotten one, but I definitely need one. But I feel like the flu, uh, like side effects from the vaccine. You never really have any, at least I never have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never have. I, I do. I, and I, feel like, I got the flu and the booster last year, one in each arm at the same time. I'm, I had zero issues with it. Oh, will they do them in the same arm? Probably They not, will. Right? If, you oh, will yeah, okay. if you ask them. Because I need to be able to sleep on at least one of my sides. I got problems, John. <laughs> Yo, I could have guessed when oh. you were saying nice things about Spirit Halloween pulling the movie. <laughs> really buoyed my spirits today, John. What can I say? um casey yes what do we got on twitter all right we've got our hashtag ask bgh you got questions we got answers uh we only have one question this week and it's hold not a holdover but it's a continuance from last episode comes from at schnecky 91 follow up from the hellraiser podcast are you shitting me you never heard or saw the werewolf tv series shame Google, Wikipedia, YouTube, that shit immediately. Cutting edge design, lore, and storyline for the time. I expect a full dissertation after. Okay, didn't he say it was 1988? I was six, bro. Casey, Casey's the only one who should feel shame, I guess. Yeah, I would have been about seventh grade, so. So 1987, that's the one. I'm also pretty familiar with like obscure 80s stuff, so I'm pretty shocked that I've never heard of this. Yeah, I don't know. It was on Fox. 
It was only 30 minutes, too. Interesting. Okay, there you go. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember that. Uh, but the other, I do remember there was, uh, I can't think of the name of it now, so never mind. It was, there was another weird, obscure alien movie about an alien, like Alien Mine or something like that. They based off of a movie that was out. That was a weird time for that in the eighties too. The, um, one of the first results, if you, if you go to trailers and clips, which is like one of the Google search things, uh, there's a T there's a video on YouTube, silver bullet fan, six hours, 22 minutes. It's episodes one through 14 and just like one continuous. Oh, nice. video. So there you go. Instead of uh, shutter TV, Eric, uh, you know, it's on YouTube. Yeah, I once watched like almost the entirety of Tales from the Crypt on YouTube in HD. It's pretty nice. Mm-hmm. It's the only place you can watch it. Yeah. Is that it, Casey? That is it. <laughs> All right. We got some good ones on Instagram tonight. Can you believe <clears throat> can you believe the UK doesn't have Pearl or Hellraiser out yet? I don't oh, know. What's, wow. I don't know that what's sucks. going on over there. You guys may want to just like uh, straighten out that whole PM thing first. Isn't where did we <laughs> see? Where was Hellraiser? Peacock. Peacock. Hulu. 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 Hulu right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so what you need is a VPN. Well, I thought because I know uh, there was talk because in Canada because Hulu's only in the states because I think Hellraiser there in Canada came out on Disney Plus. Oh, interesting. Couldn't you VPN and just pretend Check it? out Luca and then yeah. <laughs> Casey, couldn't you VPN and just pretend you're in the U.S. and watch it? Yeah, there's ways. Some black, I mean, you know. You want to see it bad enough. Like, dark, some dark web shit. People can find it. <laughs> Best Halloween decoration. Oh my God, this is, guy. this is Casey question. Or potentially, or, I don't know, but. Oh, I don't know. I'm par- We've been into animatronics, so I'm partial. It's very quaint and cheap, but I'm partial to window clings because they remind me of being a kid. Window clings are cool. I even like fake cobwebs. Jack o' lanterns are always fun to carve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, the ones the thing I've been drawn to lately, or like the last year or two, especially since I discovered art, is the old Ben Cooper masks. Which are like the old ones from the fifties that those are the so classic creepy. monsters creepy. with the rubber bands in the back. Yeah, I love those. those. And now and now you can find places that make giant wall art of those too, like the old Frankensteins and the Witch and Dracula and stuff. That's I always like those. Cause I did see my one trip to Spirit Halloween this year. They got some re-release uh, Ben Cooper stuff and they made like a Yoda mask and a Batman and something else like new that came out in those old styles for collectors. Oh interesting. That's really cool. My neighbor just put up a handmade, like twenty foot tall Slenderman. That's very oh boy, front yard. Oh nice. Yeah. Beat all those assholes with the Home Depot lame twelve footers. (laughs) Yeah. I like the twelve. I mean, like whatever. The twelve footers are weird. Like the thing is, you have to the bet. My neighbors over here actually have like an insane setup. It's the best use of the twelve footers I've seen because they built a scene around it. I feel like it's kind of lame to like just put one up and have nothing to do with it. I yeah. hate blow up decorations like that whole, that's been like the last decade that that became a thing. Yeah, like they didn't have those when we were kids. I just think it's the laziest, lamest form of diet, like Christmas, Halloween. I hate all of it. <laughs> and you're walking by and you just hear the like air blower and you're like, okay, cool. This is great. <laughs> yeah, it does. It is some noise. So fucking sure. loud. Yeah. 
Uh, what's the best thing you ever got at Spirit? I've been really pleased as a nerd for the last two years or so because they got a licensing for killer clowns from outer space so they've had some good stuff come out for there i honestly go there for like everyday wear i feel like like well i bought a pair of skeleton sunglasses there once that i wore and for like a year until they disintegrated <laughs> eric what <laughs> john i'm living the life over here john it's not my fault you're not they do there are i mean there's some good I, i'm somewhat joking but i don't know if i i don't really have a good answer I, I do enjoy going, but like there you was know a so ten-year period where I probably didn't go. Anymore. You want to talk about just like product placement or just the point of this movie? Like while I was sitting here, I was thinking, like, man, I won't really be able to go again this year unless I go on like my lunch break tomorrow. <laughs> I was literally like, should I go to Spirit tomorrow? <laughs> you can take the girls. I'm like, thinking about it. Nah, it's too much for the four-year-old. Like that's a lot. It is scary. Like we, I took the two older ones last. They've got that last killer year. clown thing there with a the hammer hand, and like that's that's a fucking yeah. like. She already wakes up a lot. Well, I can't. Find, I was just looking for it. I can't. We've got the uh, cotton candy gun from Killer Clowns. Oh, nice! The pistol. Because <laughs> the lady dressed up as one of the Killer Clowns when she was working there last year. They've had great, um, you know, the licensed stuff. Like, not it's not even decorations, but they've just had great Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Street merch there the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, here's a question from our good friend Caitlin from the Plug It Up podcast: Have you ever been forced into a couples or group costume that you hated? I would never allow that to happen in the first place. So no, but yeah. I, anyway. I would have to like drag my wife, you know, <laughs> right to the store buy the costume. Like there's just no one. Yeah. I've yeah. never done like the couples costume thing. When I was in I think junior high though, I convinced my best friend to be bride of Frankenstein and I was going to be Frankenstein for the school's Halloween competition. But I didn't realize she'd never seen Frankenstein. And so she dressed up as Morticia Adams and it sort of ruined the whole effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I remember were, it wasn't like, Hey, let's, let me just get a look at what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have. <laughs> uh, we didn't win. <laughs> I, uh, this is not relevant to the question, but man, my fa I feel like one of my favorite costumes I ever saw was a friend of mine who went one year as a super trooper. And what what completed it was that he he emptied a thing of syrup and just filled it with rum and coke and drank out of it all night. Which I thought was pretty inspired. <laughs> also not relevant to the conversation, but at the same line as Eric's, I was watching the Connors earlier tonight, the one that came out this week, and it's their Halloween special. And uh, Darlene's husband on that show is a guy character named ben but he was dressed up as ben frankenstein and it was like almost the most amazing thing i've seen in years <laughs> that's so is cool because like, as, in, as in awesome ben I, sh I should say ben franklin stein that's oh. that, okay that's what i was like assuming like ben franklin yeah. and frankenstein yeah okay yeah he had the hair and every, he had the long hair and everything it was pretty awesome <laughs> uh next up what is the weirdest sexy blank costume you can think of or i guess have seen uh, my answer was you can make anything sexy if you try hard enough that's true i one time saw somebody dressed up as um like a sexy version of one of those orange cones that that's so interesting like a big one of those with like arms cut out and then she was just wearing like high heels <laughs> i like it it, that whatever I could think of that beats it. So yeah. 
Um, now that BGH reviews infomercials, any chance on Ronco food dehydrator or form and grill shows? Okay, Billy, listen, we're doing a service it's... for people who don't want to watch this movie, but they want to know what it is. Well, here's the thing. I mean, what back to the review, this is not like, yes, it is a infomercial, but it's also like, it's the best kind of that. Like it's not at no point was I offended that this was cramming spirit of Halloween nonsense down my throat. I, yeah, I found it amusing <laughs> that they were, you know, and like I said, I would have, well, I don't need them more. to do it. I do it myself. Like as soon as August comes around, I start with, with no prompting. I go, I wonder if there's a spirit around yet. And then I Google it. Like I don't need advertising for it. Yeah. yeah fair enough. All right. Serious answers for this. How do you want to die? I mean, I in my mean, sleep, right? Yeah, yeah in, my in my sleep. sleep when I'm like 98. It's a good question. I don't though. want to see it coming. Right. So you do, do you not want to see it coming or do you want a little time to contemplate before it happens? Oh, I don't want to know when it's coming. <laughs> yeah. I I'm weirdly scared of it happening without having time to think about it, but I'm also scared of it happening slowly, I guess, or fat quickly. I definitely don't want to be incapacitated. Well, yeah. For a long time before. For I sure. That's like obvious, right? Right. I'm much more afraid of that life than I am dying. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who asked that? My God. <laughs> um, next up. Two more. Was this movie better than Halloween Ends? Resounding yes for me. <laughs> yeah, no. I would prefer to watch it. <laughs> much less offensive to my senses. <laughs> Last one. What's a Halloween candy that you secretly love that everyone hates? Oh, candy corn, and I don't keep it secret. Well, I, I was just gonna say though, I'm not. I'm I not gonna. Too, yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm not gonna accept candy corn for this because I don't. I, uh, I don't believe people. Fair. I don't believe people that don't like candy corn. Oh no! I just got done saying I don't like. <laughs> no, I was gonna say I know people that fucking hate. Candy. I never heard this until the internet came around. Like I never it's knew anyone who didn't like it. And green. Uh, yeah, I love it. I um, once saw. A meme that was like somebody melted a bunch of it on top of pizza and i was like yeah i would eat that <laughs> i think That's other people disgusting. like them but i'm pretty into smarties like the one you yeah know, the... smarties are good yeah um i really like neko wafers which i feel like yeah. a lot of people don't like and you know what i'm gonna say probably the most controversial one like i back in the day i would get down on some circus peanuts yeah really I think that answer qualifies because everyone hates everyone legitimately yeah. hates those. And I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. I was like, used to like those uh, kind of chewy peanut butter candies that just came in the plain black and orange wax paper. Yeah. Papers. Like a taffy. Oh, the taffy. taffy. Yeah. 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 I was like those. I mean, I think I just liked sugar and didn't really care what form it came in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, where do you all land on uh, black licorice? It makes I me, love it. you know, was just licorice. For literally <laughs> makes me want to projectile vomit. Just the smell yeah, or sight of it. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, it's like the most, other than like olives or something, it's the most offensive taste to me. Like I can't you even handle it. You don't like olives? Oh, no. Ugh. I also don't care for olives, but I like, I like black licorice more than olives. I think black licorice wow. is like a weapon of mass destruction. Like it's- Learning so much. This is so that, weird. Uh, <laughs> there's a brand like Wallaby or something or Willoughby comes in a black package and it's got the little bite-sized black licorice. That stuff is amazing. Mm -hmm. Casey, do you like the kind that's salted, that's sweetened? I've had a couple, of, I've had it a couple times, like within the last year for the first time. And I, yeah, I did like it. Interesting. Serial Cause Colleen, Colleen gets those uh, yum boxes and you get the different countries and whatever. Yeah. Once in a while you get some from like Norway and you get the little coin, black licorice coins. I, she always just throws those to me. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, thank you. There you go. All right. That's going to do it. John, by the time we meet again, our calendar year will be over. No. Or our spiritual year. I don't know what you would call that. Our, eh, let's say spiritual. I like yeah. that. Um, our spirit of Halloween. And we will be uh-huh. um, at that point. Usually we're like hardcore focused on. All right. Like what do we need to get in for the end of the year? I think Terrifier 2 is pretty high on that list. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, and I know we'd plan some other stuff out in the coming weeks. But, um, you know, if you feel like we missed anything too, hit us up. Yeah. Here for it. And enjoy Halloween. I hope you all have a safe and wonderful time. Um, Ariel, uh, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. Um, Good call. Thank you for saying that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So you can find me on the Zombie Girls Horror Network. That's G-R-R-L-Z. So we do the main Zombie Girls podcast. And I also do More Deadly, which is focused on women-identified directed horror movies. And then you can find us as ZG Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter. And I post there all the time. Love it. Um, yeah. And don't forget um, new hi-fi surprise music for Halloween. Uh, HY-FY on Spotify. And um, check out WVLP.org this Sunday at 830 CST um, for some metal and some hi-fi. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Casey, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, cinema.fromage. Love it. All right, y'all. That's going to do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it, and we'll talk to you soon. See you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.